Hello, everybody, and welcome back to People of Azeroth. This is a very special episode to discuss the recent allegations against activism, Blizzard, and discrimination and abuse, you know, more broadly as well. So, disclaimers first up, a bit of a content warning. This could be triggering to some people. So, if it's, if you might, you know, we're going to be talking about sexual abuse and other um, sort of confronting topics. So, so keep that in mind. And the other things, yeah, for those of you who are ready to furiously type a post on, on Reddit about me virtue signaling, just just stop now because we did a, a podcast similar to this like 18 months ago about sexual harassment in game and the, the struggles and the differences between male and female gamers. So, so there was that. And also this podcast is completely non-monetized. This is not for clicks, likes, money. There's, it's not streamed. It's just a bunch of us giving up our time to talk about something that we consider to be very, very important. So with that out of the way, where should we start the show off? Carenza? Well, we, we should start by saying that we stand with the victims of these situations at Activision Blizzard and that we support the Blizzard employees standing up for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely right. So for those people who have are not completely up to date with things or haven't uh, seen the news, can we please have a quick summary, uh, Jamie, of what's going on? Sure. So it is a bit long just because some other situations have happened since the initial lawsuit came out. I'll just go over it pretty quickly. So on July 20th was the day that California's Department of Fair Employment and Housing report came out that Activision Blizzard, what, quote, discriminated against female employees in terms of conditions of employment, including compensation, assignment, promotion, termination, constructive discharge, and retaliation. Uh, Basically, they made a lot, the the state of California made a lawsuit against the company, against things like frat boy culture. Um, They made cube crawls where they groped female employees. Um, There was, um, they had breastfeeding rooms that didn't have locks where male employees would go in and stare. There was a workforce that only had 20% women and the top positions of leadership were exclusively male and white. I'm just taking verbiage from the actual lawsuit itself when I say that. Um, So July 23rd is when Blizzard unilaterally just said like this isn't a thing they sent out like an um a company email saying that from, this is from francis townsend saying that we cannot let egregious actions of others um damage our culture of respect and equal opportunity basically just denying everything that was the 23rd and then the 27th was bobby kotick um he sent out an apology kind of walking that back damage control on top of the damage control wow which was a very According to the people that worked at Blizzard, it was a very tone deaf company letter saying that they um, hired a specific law firm, which we'll discuss later. Um, and then July 28th, the next day, there was an employee walkout with, and they had a demand letter with like very specific stuff about like yep. arbitration clauses and trying to get rid of that so people could actually speak out a bit against like unfair employment and changing hiring and promotion policies to make sure that people you know, he were either women or people of color could be, could have fair representation in the workplace and then publishing compensation data. So that was the 28th. And then August 3rd, a lot of things happened. We had Jay Allen Brack step down and they replaced him with a woman named Jen Jen O'Neill and Mike Yabara. They were both people that were on Blizzard. 
and yeah, just had him replace him as a couple in leadership. And then Blizzard was also sued that day by shareholders. So there are two lawsuits at this point (laughs) saying that the shareholders were economically damaged as a result of company executives withholding information about the first lawsuit by the state of California. Which sounds fair. That does mm -hmm. sound like a fair point. Right. Because they weren't disclosing the information about the state lawsuit beforehand. And then on August 4th, uh, they had 20 new positions posted for the WoW team, which is hopefully a good sign. (laughs) Wow. That's that's the basic timeline. That is huge. That is Mm -hmm. huge. I'd like to introduce the guests that we have today to discuss this. So so joining me first is Jamie. Introduce yourself, uh, please, Jamie. Oh, hey. Yeah, so Jamie, also known as Jammers Jams. Um, I mostly play Wild Classic right now. I'm the leader of like a pretty big guild that I won't go too much into it, but we we currently play on Grobulus and we're very active. We're doing like content right now progressive content and i've been very involved in like the the progression of classic i also played retail back in the day so i have yep. experience in both tiers of the game i also so i'm a woman that lives in california and my degree is in illustration and when i was in college i had actually applied to have an internship at blizzard and i was very close to getting it i didn't wow. quite make the final round of cuts but um so i do have a vested interest in like the fact that um a company Absolutely. that i live maybe like 20 minutes from like this is happening and I could have been in that situation. So yeah, just, that that's yeah. right. That's sliding. My perspective. Moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. No, thank you. And, uh, and next joining us is my <laughs> former wow, classic hardcore, and maybe someday again, hardcore partner, Elenia. Welcome. Good morning. And, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, so my name is Elenia and as, uh, you know, mentioned, I speed run classic on the oceanic servers. And also participate in the community-driven hardcore challenge, which is basically a permadeath mode for people wanting to make things a little bit harder for them in-game. I also play WoW Retail with my guild, Carpe Diem. We uh, do quite a few out-of-game activities. The main one is probably the, the Chopper Drive that we do every year. Yes. Which we do every year to help raise funds for Beyond Blue for mental health here in Australia. Excellent. And um, I've been around for a little while. Uh, I've been playing video games since their early start, back when you used to have to program them in in order to be able to play them. Uh, so I won't talk about how old I am, but as I say, I've been around for a while. So unfortunately, it hasn't been a huge surprise to see these kinds of um, allegations come out against Blizzard, but uh, I guess yep. we'll get to that a little bit later on. Absolutely. Thank you. And um, finally, Carenza, welcome. Hi, thanks. Uh, so my name is Carenza, um, also known as Saruchi. I've been playing World of Warcraft, well, on and off uh, since 2005. So I played, I played vanilla, I played Burning Crusade, and I did a lot of uh, progression raiding at, during those times. I did level 60 max, uh, the whole nine yards, as they yeah, say. Yeah, nice. For, for uh, that time frame. In fact, I still have my rogue. Still has uh, some tier three, which I guess they removed from the game. Oh uh, wow! Still very <clears> special, yeah. Yeah, just my bracers for some reason. The other stuff is gone. But yeah, I've been playing, you know, World of Warcraft for a while now. I'm raiding in um, a guild on Storm Rage, doing during current content. I play a little bit of uh, Overwatch. But aside from that, I've kind of slipped over to Final Fantasy fourteen online. Okay. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Excellent. Now, I'd, I would like to shout out a couple of other people. First of all, 
Abbas, who was going to join us. She was willing to be a guest on the show, but was uh, was unable to. So um, so thank you, Abbas, and I um, hope you enjoy listening. And also Algebraic, who was going to be our fourth guest, but um, but has been unable to make it yet for uh, real life commitments. But she may join us partway through, so we will hope for that. So yeah, thank you though for you guys for joining us. It's uh, it's a super important issue, and I'm I'm really glad we're talking about it. As I said, considering we did. 18 months ago, we did a much lighter, a much um, more fun episode when we talked about the the trials and tribulations of being a female gamer. And we were referring more to sexual harassment and discrimination in game. And, and I mean, that's bad enough, but this is just a far more serious situation and topic. So I don't imagine it's going to be as much fun, but it's 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 something that I'm passionate about, and I'm I'm really happy that we're doing it. So why don't we first just talk about reactions, ladies? If someone wants to jump in and just say your, your reactions from seeing or hearing this news, I would say that there's a part of me that is not surprised, but more than anything else, I, I feel very disappointed and, in a lot of ways, disgusted. Yeah, I, I can't. I don't know. Uh, if this resonates with anybody else here, but lately it's been really hard for me to enjoy the game on top of the delays that have been happening with the game. Yep. And, you know, when you log into the game, it makes you, at least for me, it makes me remember what's going on, which I guess, I mean, it really should be a good thing that you keep this at the forefront. This is something that you can't just let fade away or be forgotten about until it happens again with another company. So just all in in general, I just feel a little bit disgusted, but at the same time, I don't feel surprised either. Because of the culture that, because of gaming culture or just because of real life experience? In a way, yes to both of those. I I, I know men in real life that joke, have very misogynistic, jokes towards women who play video games you see it anywhere you look you go on tiktok and you see it you see it on youtube you see it on twitter um where men just it doesn't feel like it's really poking fun i know that men will say oh it's just joke it's just a joke but at the same time you in the back of your mind you wonder yeah but really is it (laughs) yeah is there some truth in that you know is there a percentage Mm -hmm. of truth in these jokes yep yeah the fact that like it's so pervasive that they think it's okay to joke about when they haven't had permission from anyone to actually joke about it signals like how big of a problem it is. Sorry, were you finished with what your your sentiment? No, yeah, I was. Okay, so um, I agree with you as far as like just being very like not surprised and disappointed. I feel all of those things just because like not that I worked in that specific workplace, but like I've experienced that in my own professional life. Like you know being kind of iced out or just feeling like my professional relationships were compromised by the fact that I was a woman on the other end, yeah, which is not okay. But um, I, I would also add that just like me, I guess like in the, the unique position, like I live in California and this, this stuff happens everywhere. And I like on top of like the disappointment and the, the not surprised, I will say that like, I'm a little proud that like California actually is doing something about this because this happens everywhere. Yes. And um, one of the the pervasive things that I've seen, um, I've I've been watching some kind of, you know, like 
reaction videos or whatever people saying like oh you know blizzard and all these different gaming companies are just going to move to different states where people won't prosecute for this kind of stuff that's it's like terrible. that's mm-hmm. it's terrible and it but it's also true but i think it like it's a good thing that like not that it's a good thing that it happened but at least that it happened in a place where they're being held accountable for it and like yeah, that's I, i'm just point. i'm grateful for that so that's yeah, kind of like where i'm sitting on this and like that's part of the reason that like i have pretty i'm sure we'll talk about this later in the podcast but like as far as like the the people saying like you know unsub or like you know don't support blizzard or whatever like we're in a position that we can make a change and like blizzard is still in california they're still held accountable to like a specific set of like standards and i think like it's a unique situation to help a very pervasive problem i guess i think that's a really good point actually and i and i was going to mention it yeah i was going to mention it later um and we probably will reiterate the point that if people choose to play the game and keep enjoying it despite that this is what's going on that's that's their decision if -hmm. people want to boycott it uh, that's also their decision so people are capable of making that and and I see I see people on Twitter that are victimizing those who are still playing WoW or still playing Blizzard games. Um but but all you're all they're doing is adding, you know, the toxicity that they're tro- that they were trying to stop in the first place. So so mm-hmm. so don't attack people who are still playing it. Um and if people want to stop playing and boycott it, again, don't attack them either. So people people are entitled to their views. But I think uh you made a really good point, Jamie, that you know, if say Blizzard, say for example, they just closed tomorrow, or everybody left, or or those employees that that were um, engaging in that behavior leave and move to another company, all it does is move it to another company. It doesn't stop. It doesn't fix the problem. Where if Blizzard are able to keep going as a company, but but radically change their culture and provide a, a it, this could be an incredible opportunity for for far more female inclusivity in gaming. Um, right. for, for better standards and to to just to literally rebuild that that whole company in the way that it should be and set a precedent now for the future so there could be that positivity coming out of it as opposed to if they just move or they go to a different state or everybody leaves that's that's not fixing the problem is it yeah i would say like listen to the women that are being affected by this and see what they say like that that's uh, that's the way to be an ally just where i'm coming from yeah, absolutely. Elenia, what uh, what was your reaction to to all of this? There's a twenty old twenty year old me that is crying, just reading this um, lawsuit and what has been happening. I, I work in a male dominated industry, and yep. um, like uh, you know, quite a lot of other uh, women come through that. You know, I've I've had to deal with harassment. Like, there's yep. there's nothing worse than taking pride in your achievements and having someone without any real thought come along and say, oh, you know, you got that because, you know, you slept with the boss, you know, which yeah. wouldn't be true. And it was obviously, you know, coming out of a place of, I guess, jealousy or trying to be funny to other people, but it's but, really painful yeah. to experience firsthand. So, and, and it's something that men typically don't have to deal with. Men typically won't get accused. If a man gets a promotion, they won't get accused of sleeping with the boss. In most cases, no. will they? No, I mean, you know, we don't live in a vacuum. And, um, you know, you're sophisticated enough even at 20 to recognise that, you know, that that comment is being made because of your gender. Yeah. It's very hurtful, especially when it comes from colleagues. So when you have um, something like this lawsuit come up, 
and you're reading through what's happening. Like it, it really, it made me angry and it broke my heart at the same time because yeah. I knew for a fact that what was listed in there would have only been the tip of the iceberg. There would have been hundreds of situations yep. that would never have gone reported. Um, people that no longer work at the company um, yep. that had been affected during their time with the company. Um, you know, from my side, uh, personally, there had been really, really toxic situations that had caused me to seriously think whether I was going to stay in the industry and no doubt that would have happened to people within the gaming industry as well. So, you know, I'm quite angry on their behalf and I guess I'm a little angry on our behalf too because that's how you lose talent as well. You lose yeah. people that have passion for the industry that we really enjoy and, uh, you know, I... <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, I've got a very cynical view on just how far uh, Blizzard will be able to go to rectify the problem they've created. Yeah. Some no, it's really a good, it's a good point about, like, the underreported nature of it and that, like, women, like, all of this sounds very bad, but I'm sure it was worse than we're actually hearing about because people fear repercussion. So... Well, it, yeah, because there's just... There's two issues here that... was three, probably, that sexual abuse sexual harassment goes a, a lot of cases a high percentage of cases go unreported anyway for a couple of reasons for for embarrassment shame um and that can happen in in, in real life trauma that can happen just in, in real life in a workplace then it's even more so because you can fear then the repercussions as you said of doing it mm -hmm. and then in addition to that there's something like 40% of of victims of sexual harassment victims don't actually self-identify as a victim they don't realize that the behavior that they're being subjected to is actually sexual harassment and that can come from whatever it can come from uh, their their upbringing or the the situation they're in and and they don't and they don't actually identify themselves as a victim so those people are, are certainly not going to report them because they don't realize that that's that that's not okay behavior so right there's... we're conditioned mm -hmm. to to believe that like elenia would you also agree that like that affected your job performance just like the feeling of that at your job yeah it did you know it takes the heart out of you yeah, so if that's happening, obviously, like, we've seen that, you know, Activision took over Blizzard in 2008, and, like, you know, it's hard to say, like, how much, like, sexual harassment affected all of this stuff, but, like, there is a timeline once there was, like, different oversight or whatever that, like, the stuff started happening, and there was a decline overall in the quality of the games, and yeah. I think that that's, I'm sure that there are other factors that were either, you, you can't rank what's important, but I'm sure that that contributed to it. The fact that women are not feeling safe at their jobs and can't like give a quality product because they're not safe. Yeah, I mean that's a fucking horrible thought, though, isn't it? Like, I my my reaction, I'm I'm not surprised by, I'm not surprised by the behavior of um, certain men. And we say men, we're not talking about every man out there. I don't want everybody to say we're generalizing every man. It's not every man, but the behavior of certain men, you know, in the gaming world, it, it's. They, you, you, I do see that, so I'm not surprised by that. I'm not surprised by by men that have got poor social skills and you know lack of respect for women and things like that. But there was a certain, I, I was naive to the fact that that there would be companies now, especially in a state like California, that are that are literally in in black and white, paying women less for the same job as men. 
I, I seriously didn't think that that went on anymore. I, I thought that was a thing of the past. Right. And, and that's the, there's only a reckoning happening in California. And that's why they're saying that they're going to move to a different state because like we're the only state in the U.S. that's actually asking people. I mean, I'm sure there are you know a few others, but that are actually holding companies to a different standard that like, hey, we do need you to show that you treat men and women equally if they're the same qualifications. But it's incredible. Like, are we seriously having this conversation? Like, is that seriously a point that has to be, that has to be said? Like that's just, just, just so be a given. I, guess I, have a, I have a question for both you, Juno and Elenia. Like, is, is it a different culture where you guys are as far as like workplace compensation between men and women being very public? Cause that's not the case here. Basically, you know, there's a culture that companies try to foster here in Australia where you don't discuss what your salary is. So I dare say it's probably the same over there. We do have checks and balances legally to try and ensure like fair and equal pay for people doing similar jobs, which I'm sure is the same over in the States. However, um, it still gets overridden and can still be an issue. You know, again, drawing from my own personal experience, I left one company that I worked at for a very long time uh, with a manager that I cared about and respected very much as a good friend because I had discovered that I was being paid $20,000 a year less than my colleagues for the same job. It does happen and unfortunately uh, companies basically pushing for people to not discuss it even going to the point of you know putting it into your contract is I think one of the ways that they recognize that that can be a disparity and that the best way to handle it is just to hide it in plain view. Well and I think that that was the main part of the when they did the walkout in late July um, at Blizzard is that they made these demands about like, hey, let's make compensation public. Obviously, don't put names or anything, but just like the fact that like put genders and just like general information out there to make sure that you guys are paying people who have similar qualifications fairly. And that was one of their demands. I mean, I just I, I, I'm I'm still baffled by the fact that that is actually in 2021. That's a demand like. I, I honestly thought I that, that was a given. I really <laughs> no, thought it was it's, a... Li- it's, sorry, it's, it's funny you say real. that. It's very real, and I don't think it's going to be met. Just, like, speaking no. from experience and understanding of the marketplace, like, people care but, more about profits than fairness, and that's just... But it's like, fucking kind of like, outrageous. Like, it's no, it completely <laughs> outrageous. It is, yeah. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. I mean, mm-hmm. the... the the, the difference between, you know, how much a man gets paid versus how much a woman gets paid, it, it's it's almost across the board. Right. So I also just wanted to bring out at this point, if it's okay with everyone. Um, yep. So there was um, a lawsuit from the same government agency against Riot in 2018, which is Riot is the maker of League of Legends. And do they make other games? That's the only one I know of. Yep. Yeah. Um, so basically the same kind of situation, like obviously not the same details about like the actual harassment situations, but just like paying women less and um, harassment in the office. And like this is this is an ongoing suit that's still open. And what was that? That's three years ago. So I'm sure that this Blizzard one is going to stay open for a while. But the fact that like, I guess, like, why are people so shocked when this is already like the case at like a very equivalent gaming company that they haven't been around as long, but like the, the basic structure of the company industry is kind of the same as blizzard. 
So like, where, where's the shock coming from? In my case, it's just from being naive. Honestly, it's just from being naive that I, I just thought that there were very strict legal guidelines mm-hmm. in place for, for discrimination, especially for, for pay between genders and, and cultures and uh, anything like that, disabilities. I mean, I, sure. I just seriously thought in my head, I just seriously thought that this kind of thing was not going on. Mm-hmm. it's just so naive right because it's 2021 and it's like this thing shouldn't be happening anymore and we're all okay like this sounds like a 1950s discussion oh we, yeah. oh we've got to pay you know, women it's... the same as men like it's just blowing <laughs> right. my fucking mind i'm sorry do you know it's so funny you say that because like some of the reaction videos that i've been watching with women like like kind of like speaking against the fact that this is even a thing and like the, just being complicit in like this whole awful situation it just makes me so angry. <laughs> yeah, well, that's another point that I did want to make as well, is that people need to be very careful with identity politics. You know, all groups are capable of, of abuse and being complicit or um, the bystander effect of this happening. So so, so women are capable of, of misogyny, essentially, as well. Yes, um, all, 100%. All mm-hmm. groups are capable of discriminating against someone else. So the, the rhetoric of you know, white men, white men, like, yes, it it probably is a a very large percentage of that. But if you just have to be careful with the identity politics of it, because as you said, you can still have have women that have been, that are conditioned or have those views of or whatever. So um, it's it's something to be aware of, isn't it? 100%. I mean, that's why it's so underreported is because like, it's a very systemic problem that like, the reason that these women are like, not supporting the cause is because they've been conditioned not to. And they've been conditioned not to report things that happened to them at work. And like, I can make a whole laundry list. I won't do it, but <laughs> it's, it's very real. So it's just so sad on so many levels, this thing, isn't it? It's not just one thing. If it was, if it was discrimination against gender for pay, that would be one thing. But this just goes, when you read the the lawsuit, it, it just goes into everything. I mean, mm-hmm. no, I, I, it's, it's not just what it's so multifaceted and it's it's just overwhelming and how disgusting it really yeah. is yeah no I, I i was reading over just like the actual like court documents themselves earlier and just it honestly my my main response to it is just like kind of sadness that like this wouldn't happen in another state because they're using verbiage that like california is very liberal which like i think everyone knows that and like if blizzard and bride had been like based in different stays in the u.s this would have never happened and no one would care about it so wow yeah i'd just like to um to add as well obviously you know from reading through the lawsuit and some of the information that's come out afterwards that the majority of people that have suffered from discrimination and harassment have been women um, yep. There have been uh, some very brave men that have stepped up to the plate as well and said, yes, you know, I was also harassed at Blizzard. So, uh, you know, I hope people can appreciate that, uh, you know, while it seems to be mainly gender specific in some areas, um, the actual overall behaviour uh, seemed to be uh, just a, mm. a, a an overall willingness to harass people uh, men and women in the company. It, Do you yeah. remember specific examples? I, I'm I, I'm not familiar with those. Uh, not within the actual lawsuit itself, but people that actually have come forward, uh, stepped up on Twitter and other platforms, and said, "Hey, yes, I worked there, and I was also harassed." Okay, I mean it's good that they're speaking up. 
Would yeah, former I'm, I'm um, really pleased that they are. Yeah. Would former employees still be included? Does anyone know, like from a legal point of view, would would they be relevant in the current um, lawsuit that California yes. has against Blizzard? Yeah. Oh, so, so former the, employees, yeah. The, the statute like can, includes any time of their employment. So Yeah, understood. But yeah. there's so much in this lawsuit. I mean, it touches on just about all of the most disgusting practices you could have in a workplace. You've got uh, sexual harassment. You've got um, image-based abuse. You've got discrimination, racism, nepotism. I mean, uh, it's just, I don't know what else you could have in in a company. Just the most disgusting practices all in under one roof. It's just so horrible. Men, I was reading earlier, men being um, promoted ahead of an equally or um, a better qualified female candidate because he knows the, you know, the, the leader of that department. I mean, right. they know the I'm, right people. Yeah. I, I I'm do sure that, that goes on in a lot of companies, but mm-hmm. it's, I do think that there is a measure of hope that like, Hey, there, so I, I did a little timeline earlier about like how blizzard has responded to this and they've kind of like gone back and forth about it. But the fact that they actually like made a move for like the president of the company. And now that there's like at least some women representation, like at the top structures, like, I think that that is some progress, at least. I think it needs, it's a step, and I, I think it needs to be a whole lot more of it. I think it just needs yeah. to be a whole lot more of that. And she's, like, a very qualified person, too. Like, she, I think she worked on the Tony Hawk skater game or something. Oh, because, nice. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a blast from the past. <laughs> yeah, but she, yeah, so she worked at, I think it was called Vicarious Visions or something. So she's, she's a bit new to Blizzard. Like, she started working there, I think, in January of this year. But she's been in the gaming industry for so long. And I'm sure that it just ah, it just makes me kind of angry that there are so many of these women who are very qualified and they just like don't get in these positions of power just because of these these cultures. So as much as this whole situation sucks, like at least it made some kind of symbolic gesture of like, hey, this lady knows what she's doing and let's just keep... I, th- doing I, think, that. <laughs> I think you're right. And I think beyond even a symbolic thing, I think this could be the catalyst for a, a major change and, yeah. a, and a change for the better. I, I really think so. I hope so anyway. Right. So have you guys also been like, I've just, I've heard so many reports about like how Blizzard has been kind of like fumbling just because they're promoting people based on seniority rather than like merit and qualification. So like maybe if they, would start doing it based on the latter, which would include women, which would include minorities. Um, Maybe the quality of Blizzard games would like get back to where they used to be. Agreed completely. I mean, and a good example of that, like just off the top of my head is if you look at the, like the Wowhead website, which is huge, obviously um, it's, there's, there's a massive amount of um, female contributors on that. I mean, the, the lady who runs it, Peculiar, I think her name is, she runs that. You've got Renata from World of Warcraft. She's a big contributor on it. Um, Quizzy, female streamer. There's, there's just so many. Every time I read an article, there's, there'll be a, another talented female who has written that. And I think it's incredible. But then when it comes to the, the corporate side of things, and I mean, Wowhead writers do get paid, which is awesome because uh, it's a, a, a profitable website so they do get paid which is great but when it comes to the corporate world then we've still got this kind of 1950s culture that seems to be holding um holding that side of things back um and maybe as you said it's it's to their own 
detriment. Like it's 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 making the company and the product worse when um, you know the solution could be right under their nose. Yeah, it's almost like women make up half the population, but uh, <laughs> you know, we're not we're not there in uh, positions. We're of not power. taken seriously, right? Yeah, and yeah. they say the stats now, like in America, it's it's extremely close to fifty percent of gamers are female. Extremely close. Like I mean. It's a huge, yeah. It's just, so it's when just you a huge opportunity, when you cut out like half of the talent pool, that's not a great sign for the quality of your games. Like, no, it's really not. It's really not. Yeah, I, I, I would hundred percent agree with that, and it's something I bring up again and again. Uh, not necessarily just in the gaming world, but in general. Think of all the incredible talent, all the amazing things we could have, all the discoveries we could have, if yeah, we weren't sort of actively you know, cutting out half of the population. Yeah, completely agreed. We'd all be driving flying cars right about now, I reckon. (laughs) (laughs) Waiting on those in the skateboards. Um, Did you have something you wanted to jump in with before, Karenza? I I didn't know if I cut you off or not. No, I I did not. (laughs) Oh, okay. No worries. Um, Okay, so I've got a couple of things here on the notes that we should talk about. So the phrase mandatory arbitration is getting thrown around a lot and it is another disgraceful practice that's gone on at Blizzard, which will come as no surprise to anyone. But for those who are not following, what that basically means is in the event that there is a, um, a complaint that goes past um, HR and it's uh, into something more serious, before any legal action or anything can take place, you're into um, arbitration, which is essentially sitting down and trying to talk about it and keeping it all in-house um, without the issue going public. I had heard rumors, none of this is backed up. I'd heard some rumors that Blizzard are notoriously bad at this arbitration and they'll find ways of making it as difficult as they can. Like you can, in theory, you can have hold the arbitration over in Switzerland if you want to. And if someone can't make it, well, then that's tough shit. They didn't make it. So the mandatory arbitration is a terrible system when it comes to this. So that's one thing that they want to end and actually have some you know, some third party assistance when it comes to some of these serious issues. Yeah. So I think, not, I think one of the reasons that Riot's suit has gone on so long, because the the state of California first filed in 2018, the reason that it's only coming to, you know, to call now is because they've been working through those mandatory arbitration clauses because like all, all gaming companies have them and all female employees signed off on them. And so it's very hard to like have the situation rectified when there's just a system in place where it's getting thrown to the side and never addressed in like any meaningful way. And like to the credit of all of the women that are involved in the riot lawsuit, the only reason it's still going on is because they've avoided any kind of private settlements with riot and they're still pushing forward with it which is very brave in my opinion. I, I was going to ask that, whether there is a possibility, and I suppose it is a possibility that Blizzard could settle this privately and it would prevent any further um, sort of public information or anything else coming out, wouldn't it? In theory, it could be settled privately. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And that's something that um, I think we should talk a bit about Wilmer Hale, like the, the law firm that they yep. um, originally had. Like, I, I'm not sure if they're still going to go with them after... Just now it's been out of the, the fallout. Yeah. Right. I mean, they shouldn't. No, they certainly shouldn't. Yeah. Why is that, Karenza? I was just I was saying that they shouldn't they shouldn't stay with this Wilmer Wilmer Hale mm-hmm. law firm. It would be a bad idea. Why would why do you think so? So so Wilmer Wilmer Hale, uh this this law firm has been around for a really long time. I think I even read that they 
didn't they work on one of the Nixon cases back in like yeah so I I have like a little little mini list of things if you have all the information you should you should share it because I'm I'm going to interrupt you (laughs) so it's like you have like a a a post-it note and you should you should so no, I um. So the first one that I would like vehemently say that is that they're defending Theranos, which I I read that whole situation. I'm, are you guys familiar with it? The um, Elizabeth, whatever her name is, she was the one that did like the the blood thing. Um, and she very like, it was like a whole fraud suit against the U.S. government. Oh, really? I'm actually not familiar with that. No, but... it's, it's it's it was very big. Um, okay, we'll put yeah, some notes. So put some Theranos if anyone wants to look that up. And yeah. then Enron, which I'm sure everyone knows. Oh, everyone knows that. Oh, yeah. Enron. Yeah. And then Amazon. So they yep. they broke up the unions there. Oh, so the um, union busting history, right. Right. And so yep. same same thing with PepsiCo. And then um, it's going back as far as like the Holocaust and some Swiss banks Jesus. and like German companies and stuff. So like they're they're one of those like almost like cartoon character evil, evil like corporations yeah, smarmy. Oh, lord smarmy is a good they're word smarmy yes so anyway wow what are you saying About, I'm like, ju- they're just a very smarmy <laughs> company smarmy and they're, known, they're just known for union busting and so mm-hmm. it just it's one of those red flags that you see when when a company says, "Oh, I want to get better. I want to do things that's right for my my employees," and then they're like, "But I'm going to go ahead and hire this law firm that's known for busting unions." It's just yeah. another disgrace. And then on top of that, it's like it's not you know not that, not that it's ever going to be independent or anything, obviously, because you're hiring them. But you've got the fact that Ian used to work for them too, and it's just mm-hmm. again, it's just mm-hmm. part of this whole. It's just part of this whole boys club network thing, isn't it? And I don't know yeah. why that triggers me that he used to work for them or whatever. It, well, because but, they know what pocket they're reaching into. Like, <laughs> it's not a mystery that these people yeah. are like smarmy, whatever Karenza said. Yeah. <laughs> Great word. Yeah. yeah. My word of the day. Yeah. It's just horrible. <laughs> If we can, if we can come back to the whole mandatory arbitration thing as yes. well. One thing that particularly disturbed me in regards to this was that, you know, in general in companies, um, HR policy is not to put you in the same room as someone that uh, you have oh. reported to them may have uh, sexually harassed you. That's a great point. Having a having a system in place where they're essentially having you sit in with. A person that has harassed you, so you guys can have a conversation, and so you can be victimized again. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point, Alenia. That's a really. Has has anyone actually um, had had a a look at the section that um, gave an example of the arbitration process in regards to sexual harassment at Blizzard? Talk talk us through it. I'm going to paraphrase this because I haven't looked at it for a couple of weeks. That's fine. uh, there was uh, a female employee that lodged a complaint with HR that um, there was uh, a gentleman at Blizzard that had sexually harassed her. They made her read through an article that HR provided her, or I think it was either an article or a video, basically talking about being overly sensitive. Oh Christ! I, I'm I'm not even joking. Oh, she man. had to she had to like read or view that. And then sit down in a room with HR and this person that she had reported had harassed her and explained to them both why she had been overly sensitive. Right. So ultimately, like, it's (laughs) 
Blizzard and not just Blizzard, all companies. This is the reason that HR exists, right? Is to protect the company and not the employees. I think we all know that, right? It's like a generally understood fact. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it's just very sad that like Blizzard is just so transparently proving that by hiring a firm of smarmy lawyers. It really is. They just keep doubling down on these fucking decisions. Right. Oh, my God. I can't believe that. It's an endemic problem. Like, we had J. Allen Brack step down, in inverted commas. Okay. There's a a reason that he was stood down. But the interesting thing about the announcement is there's just zero, zero accountability. There's, like, there's absolutely nothing coming out from him or the company saying, uh, yes, you know, Brack is stepping down because, you know, in, in whatever words that, you know, a company would use because he failed to ensure that this sort of climate yeah. of toxicity yeah. was not He, he allowed it to exist, yeah, he allowed it. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no accountability. She's like, oh, you know, he's going to go, thank you so much for your service. They, I- the, company, the company just lacks the gumption to, to own what's happened. And I think that shows, I think that speaks volumes, to be honest, about the, I'm starting to get fired up. I think that speaks volumes about the the culture of that, that exists in that company. And then the, the lady that we've been hearing from, that we should talk briefly about on Twitter, this lady, Fran Townsend. Now, I don't want to, I don't want to hammer this lady, but it, it, she gets on and she's basically then just tweeting again paraphrasing but she's saying oh there's nothing wrong here i haven't seen anything i've been working here for nine months and i haven't been sexually harassed (laughs) once i mean that's a ridiculous thing to say honestly like you know you say ridiculous but i i feel like it's very like standard and i that's part of what i was saying earlier as far as like the reactions that i've seen from some women like saying you know just like leave this alone this is cancel culture like it's not a big deal it's it's so common for people to be complicit in this (laughs) And it sucks. I've, I've right? never had a car accident, so no one else yeah, has had so, a car accident. So, so they don't exist exactly right. <laughs> right. It's, it's never happened to me. So obviously, like, it never happens, period. My God. Yeah. I was trying to, I was oh thinking God. about the other night. I was thinking about the other night of, I'm trying to picture myself of being a female Blizzard employee going to work. And I figure it's like, you know, you park the car, you get out in the car park, you know, you're trying to, you're going into what should be your dream job that you're getting fucking hugely underpaid for because blizzard or blizzard employees have always been completely underpaid they've been doing uber and on on the weekends and stuff to actually make ends meet you haven't even made it into the building yet some dude comes over and hands you a love letter which this did happen basically saying that if this if she wasn't going to be with him he was going to kill himself or whatever and it's like wow. you haven't even made it into the door you've already got I would have been like go it. ahead right. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, then you go inside. <laughs> then you go inside. Some dude walks up to you and just, just says, and he's like, "Oh, hey, nice tits." And it's just like, and I'm thinking, imagine this in 2021 that this is the kind of thing that's going so, on. So, yeah, I, I will say that, like, I think that's the reason that JL and Brock stepped down is because, like, he knew about that stuff that was happening. Yeah. He got the reports, and he didn't reprimand the employees in the way that was meaningful. And that's just the way that the world works. And hopefully like that'll change. But um, I don't yeah, know. I, my, that's my opinion of, of Jalen Brack is that I think that at the very he's best. He's just a weak leader. Yeah, very best he's complicit in this. And at the worst, he could well be a participant in some of this behavior. 
I would be inclined to say, sorry, I just want to jump in and oh, say this because it's uh, irrelevant. I would say that, you know, I would be very surprised if he wasn't complicit in some of this behaviour. I know that uh, yeah. there was a report that came out that uh, he he fired a flight attendant on his private jet. Uh, I think it was about 10 years ago there was a lawsuit about it. Long story short, she was being harassed not by him but by his pilot um, and because she refused to basically go out with him, you know, he would make her do like demeaning stuff in the in the jet, which she obviously was not going to tolerate. And and Brack ended up firing her, uh, citing that she had created a hostile work environment. Oh my now, god! Of course. And and it was a big thing. It's well documented for anyone that wants to go out and have a read through it. But you know, long story short, like to the to the average person. Like the one that should have been getting disciplined or fired would have been the pilot in that situation. Yeah. I think it says a little bit that she was the one that got evicted instead. That's fucking horrible. Again. I don't know. I feel like the average person would have blamed her. And that's yep. why she's she got fired. That's I mean, why that's the courts just... agreed with it. Like the fact that that even happened shows that there's a system in place mm-hmm. that like, I mean, I agree with you, Elena, 100% obviously that like if Jesus. you are a normal person that you would side with the person who's being harassed. But, like, that's just not the world that we live in. And there are people pretending, mm-hmm. like, we don't live in that world, but we do, you know? Yep. Especially since, like, like you documented that, like, in your workplace. I, I don't know, Carenza, the same thing happened to you, but it happened to me. Like, I feel like most women can, ex- like, share a situation that, that, you know, there was something at work that was, like, sex-related that was awful and not okay, Yeah, Yeah. I mean, to go off what you said, Jamie, is is women tend to be the one blamed for the actions of of men. And and I I hate to say it like that, but in a lot of cases, that is the case. Like, oh, you asked for it. Oh, you were you should have stayed home. You should have been quieter. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that honestly, that ties in with a fucking outrageous story that I've got here in the notes. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, it might have come up in the with, with all of this. There was a case in Peru, and I think this was only, or maybe it was 19, I was going to say it was a year ago, I think it was 19. But there was a case in Peru where a, um, a, a woman, a victim, she was raped. Um, and when it went to, to court over there, it wasn't like a jury trial, I think they had a panel of judges. And ultimately, one of the key pieces of evidence, there were other things, but one of the key pieces of evidence, why the judges and this this panel of judges was three, three out of five, I think, were women. They dismissed the case because she was wearing, you know, red lacy underwear, I think. And they had said, the women had said, like the, the defense had painted this um, this victim, the victim of a serious sexual assault, they had said that she was a very uh, quiet, um, you know, um, private girl and, you know, she was a very, you know, took pride in herself and things like that. And the judges threw it out on the fact that on the night that she was assaulted, she was wearing, you know, red lacy underwear. And they said that women who wear those want to have sex on that night. Oh, my God. And that, and that was one of the key pieces of evidence in that case got thrown out. And then you've got a victim. I mean, that's just unbelievable. I'd seen that lawsuit, so I know which one you're talking about, and I was not surprised to see that happen. Um, there has been a, a long-standing history when these things go to court that uh, the defence essentially um, tries to to paint the victim as asking for it asking based for on it. their clothes or their underwear. 
you know, there have been very young girls as well, very young victims that have uh, fallen foul of exactly the same sort of logic. Um, unfortunately, you know, I know that there have been several of them uh, who have committed suicide as a result of this kind of behaviour in, in the in the courtroom. And I just hope that the people involved in that lawsuit have got someone looking after them because uh, I can't imagine the toll it will take on them to have, first of all, the courage to go ahead and uh, report an incident like yep. that and then have to deal with this kind of behaviour. Right. Can I, can I bring up one thing real quick that we talked about, like, before we started? Just the fact that, like, bringing up all of this stuff that's very real can turn people off to, like, this whole message. And I just, like... I don't I just hope that people actually listen to the fact that like it's not an isolated thing like the, this thing that's happening at Blizzard it really sucks and it seems kind of small but like it's it's part of a very much a bigger problem that gets kind of like turned turned away very very sharply I, I completely agree mm-hmm. and that was what I wanted I wanted this to be although we're talking about Blizzard we're talking about the details of this uh, of the Blizzard case I wanted this to be a sort of a case study for a wider problem that it is going on in every country you know in every city around the world right now I mean I feel like some of the things we're talking about I feel like this is from three decades ago or, or more but it's 2021 and we're still dealing with this shit so I think it's super important and I think there are the, the you know the message and some of the things that people can take from this or that I, I would like people to take from it is to be vigilant in the workplace men and women and there are you know there are there's some things I mean that was mentioned in the law in this particular uh, lawsuit with Blizzard and that it happens we know it happens on a daily basis is you know revenge porn um, you know, image-based abuse, or um, I think in California, I think they call it cyber exploitation, and essentially having, you know, nude pictures or, you know, sexual pictures and stuff of a partner or of, you know, of a sexual partner or of a sexual encounter, and then sharing those pictures in a workplace, which this did happen at Blizzard. Yeah, it did I happen at Blizzard. Yeah, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think it was literally listed in the document, but it was, um, it was corroborated by a couple of people that, the, the lady who unfortunately did did uh, commit suicide, uh, that one of the contributing factors that her fr- best friends had said was that she was a victim of image-based abuse, that these pictures would get hand around the workplace. And it's, it's important to know that that is a criminal offence. Cyber exploitation in California is a criminal offence, as it is in a lot of places in the world. And you are criminally responsible for the, for the, for the action, the negative consequences of that victim. And anyone who passes those images along to their friends, you're also criminally responsible for what happens. So it's extremely important that what you know people might think is is, har- is harmless or fun in a in some boys group chat that it needs to stop. If that shit gets sent to you, call, call that behavior out. It's a fucking criminal offense, and it I is. Just, I kind of wish abuse. that like that those criminal offenses would actually be recognized because I, I think it's great that that's a, a criminal thing, but like, it just goes under the radar all the I time. Think, I, I think you're right. I don't think, I, I mean, I don't think a lot of people would be aware of the fact that it, that it is. And yeah. in this case, it obviously didn't happen when that lady um, committed suicide, that those people, the, the whoever that individual is who's sharing those pictures, he should be fucking ashamed and he should be uh, prosecuted to the full extent of the law as well, yeah. because that is absolutely 
I just horrible. I had like a general group question, if that's okay with. Yep. Like, why do you guys think that people responded to like this? Because like all of this stuff happens all the time, right? So why did people actually listen to like? So I, I also just want to share real quick before you guys answer. I was concerned that like if we didn't do this interview soon enough, that people wouldn't care because like that's just the general truth of yeah. like women's issues is that like hey yeah. something comes up in the news and if you don't respond fast enough people just like uh whatever i won't yeah. listen to it but like why do you guys think that like this actually like shook people up enough that like it's a topic of conversation i'm asking like open and form to everyone well and, and i don't want to sound this sounds really dark and kind of sad but i think the big the reason why is is most of the news articles that talked about this uh, even though this lawsuit's been going on for a while now is that um, the the news articles led with the suicide in a lot of cases, and unfortunately, you know, women are are victims of sexual harassment on a daily level, um, in in many different in in many different companies. But it's not very often that uh, you have news articles where it leads to suicide, especially with a prominent game like World of Warcraft, Blizzard, and Activision. Yep. I think it's also the scope of it and obviously in a company that is near and dear to our hearts in particular, but in terms of like global attention, I think it's just purely the sheer scope of what was going on and uh, just uh, borrowing on that dark element, yes, I agree that because the news news uh, uh, likes to uh, sensationalize things a little bit, the fact that there was a suicide involved, uh, the fact that we actually had uh, all these terrible details coming out in the actual lawsuit of specific examples of really uh, gross discrimination and and abuse. Uh, I think that the, the news agency seized on that as something that was uh, newsworthy and um, it just got on everyone's radar as a result. So it sounds like as long as there's a toll of human life that people care, maybe. The other aspect yeah. of it is a lot of a lot of the the, the 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 men who were part of that chat group took to Twitter to I guess try to distance themselves from it as well. And for better or for worse, it did bring attention to it even more. Yeah. For me, the reason why it sort of impacted me more than normal is that I didn't really think Blizzard were a scummy company for right, whatever the, reason. The idealization of Blizzard as That's, like this kind yeah. of like paragon of like they're okay, but everyone else sucks. That's what I thought. That's honestly what I yeah. thought. Um, and you kind of have that. I just had that that kind of misguided view that it wouldn't happen there or that kind of thing wasn't going on. That everyone, I knew they were underpaid. I knew they were right. underpaid, and I thought that people. And then people, you know, I'd seen articles so years ago. People, the fall from grace is what you're saying. Yeah, the, absolutely, the fall from grace. Like I would have more expected it from like a scummy law firm or something. And I think, oh yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm <laughs> sure that. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure that goes on in those places. Um, yeah. And I just didn't expect it there. It That's probably what has made me pay a bit more attention to it. And then just, just the extent of it, like it's, this is not a small, this is not a small issue. It's not, it's not one thing. As I said, it's, 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 it's racism, it's discrimination, it's sexual harassment, it's, it's sexual assault. I mean, it's literally when they stay, people use words like groping, it, that's fucking physical sexual assault. You don't have the right to put your hands on someone. These cube crawls and everything. 
you're sexually assaulting all of those women. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, it's just huge. It's just mind, it's mind blowing for me, the extent of it and the, the fucking magnitude of, of what is in one lawsuit. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not funny that you say that, but just, it makes me really reflect on the fact that like when I was in, like I, I graduated from my illustration program in 2016, I live in Southern California. Like I'm very close to both the blizzard office and the riot office, both of which are being sued by the state (laughs) for sexual harassment. (laughs) And I had like put in job applications to both of them. Um, It just kind of makes me reflect on the fact that like, hey, maybe the fact that like I went into, you know, web design instead, like was a good thing for me and like saved me from some like lifehood trauma. Like that thought in itself really sucks. But I don't mean to like shift the the conversation. But like, I'm just thinking about like the, the thing that we were talking about earlier, as far as like, how to support the women that do work there because that's what we all want ultimately right like when we hear this this this, these stories of victimhood and trying to help the the women that are that are still in the trenches what do you guys think about like the reaction to that open question well i i know that there's been a few blizzard employees who are women on who on Twitter said that, you know, it is okay to continue playing games made by Activision or made by Blizzard. Um, And in fact, uh, the things that you can do to support them is enjoy the components that they've added to the game. Uh, You might not know what those components are, but um, just to know that a woman has worked on the game and to, 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 uh, to make it, to take, to take the effort Right. She made pride in like making a product and like you are enjoying that and you are supporting that when your subscription fees go to the the company that she works for. The other aspect of. Yeah. And then the other aspect of it is don't forget this and don't stay silent. Don't let it just fade away into obscurity. Right. Like speak out in the community. Like you can only do that if you're a part of the community too. Like that's just one of my opinions mm-hmm. is that like if you unsubscribe, if you just like, hey, Blizzard, like F you, you're awful, which like I, yeah. I agree with that statement. Like not that yeah. I don't, but like if you just kind of eject from the whole situation, you're not helping the women that are still involved in it. You're not helping the mm-hmm. culture. The only way that you can make that you can affect change is by being in the trenches and like saying like, hey, this is not okay. Like even mm-hmm. speaking out like in game, which I've done yep. on a regular basis, you know, like I, I still play classic, not daily, but like almost daily. This this issue, I will also make a point. It's not just in the Blizzard offices, like it's in the game itself too. It's in yep. the whole culture. Absolutely. So the only way that that's going to change is if there are people in the culture that try to make that change. Right. I mean, to, 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 to uh, kind of snowball off of that. I mean, on, on Twitter, Ghostcrawler, in one of his tweets said, uh, in response to being found out that he was in that 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 Cosby chat, he, he said, and I quote, even though I barely said anything in response to, you know, trying to distance himself. But, you know, not doing anything is doing something and choosing to look away is basically like a passive but no less mortal sin. So it's like if you're just because you didn't, say anything doesn't mean that you're not complicit absolutely the bystander um the bystander effect definitely i completely agree with that okay so um i think this we can put two uh, subjects together that i want to talk about first being this this will all connect together so first being um the culture of you know male some male gamers view towards women which i think has then persisted into 
the workplace being the sort of an over-sexualized view an objectification of women um, and probably poor social skills as well lack of real world interaction with women as people as humans and i think it can be seen which was another subject i want to talk about which was the 2010 blizzcon comments by jay allen brack and by the whole panel when a brave female uh member of the player base stood up and asked for more realistic or less sexualized um, armor for female characters, which uh, she said, uh, she is there going to be some armor, something to the effect of, is there going to be some armor that doesn't look like it's come out of, uh, you know, the spring Victoria's Secret catalog or whatever. And the, the, the crowd booed and jeered at her, the panel laughed, and I think J. Allen Brack said, uh, well, which catalog do you want them to come out of? And it's, it kind of just mm-hmm. brushes that, it brushes away a serious issue. You could see the, the lady, she, just, she was just dying inside, you know, with, when this happening. And instead of the panel taking opportunity then to tell the crowd to, 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 to stop booing and, you know, shut up, they kind of went with that and it just, it allows that behavior to persist, doesn't it? Um, so I think if you can, if you guys want to talk about um, that situation, and then the game in general, like WoW in general, or other games, over-sexualization of, of uh, female characters in the game and interactions as with you guys as people, as interactions in the game, uh, in Discord and things like that, if someone wants to jump in. So I started playing, you know, like I said, back in 2005. And at that time, it really felt as though that was the male role in World of Warcraft. I got into a guild like a top rating guild because I was a girl, because I was a woman. And um, after I got into that guild and I began raiding, that male individual who helped me get into the guild eventually came to me and was asking me for photos. And when I said no, and I never actually gave him those photos, he told me that I owed him and that, you know, I was a tease and, I was none of those things. I I never let him on. And that's just one example of one man who, for lack of total respect, basically talked to me and treated me like I was just an object. An object, yeah. Wow. And he's not the only person that has treated me like that. I mean, if for whatever reason you decided to say I'm a woman or I'm a girl, you will get an equal number, well, numerous people responding either as a troll or just as a jerk, basically belittling you. So, I mean, half the time, I, I for years, I tried to kind of hide that I was a woman because I just didn't want to deal with it. Wow. Yeah, so I, that, that does not come as a surprise to me one bit. And what about those? What about the game in general, um, uh, Carenza, over-sexualization of characters do you think wow is pretty good with it do you think um do you think that can contribute to some of the views that that young men might have if they grow up playing a game like this i mean there's a few thoughts that come to mind i mean when when alex Draza was a character that was introduced and she was wearing the skimpy underwear um my first thought was wow this is she's very beautiful and this is an unobtainable figure yeah <laughs> um and at the same time, it, it did kind of feel like they were over overly sexualizing her. Yep. I know that a lot of men at the time who played World of Warcraft 
um, would make jokes about thinking about her at night, that sort of thing. Yeah, wow. Um, but I don't know. Jamie, Alenia, what about you guys? I've been around for a little while. <laughs> so, you know, I was I was there back in, um, you know, video gaming's infancy when it first started really becoming a thing. And, uh, you know, the sexism was absolutely rampant back then. It was very much viewed as a, you know, a, a male-dominated area. Uh, you would have gaming magazines coming out with articles that were just full of sexist jokes, you know, the little in-jokes and the, you know, nudge-nudge, wink-wink, you know, allusions to just all sorts of, you know, in- yeah. inappropriate stuff. And I'm not a prude, but, you know, it does get old. Uh, when it is just a consistent bottom of the barrel, you know, humor that gets like scraped up, uh, to, uh, you know, basically sell copies or sell games. So, you know, I grew up in that environment and I can tell you that after years of that shit, like you start to feel really starved for something that you can relate to and identify with. And that feels comfortable and pleasant for you that represents yeah. you as a woman in the gaming industry. So today things are a lot better. You know, yeah. I, I think it would be disingenuous to suggest otherwise. There are still problems, but, you know, we talk about them. We, we didn't used to talk about them in the past, like we're talking about them right now. That's great. Uh, it's the, you know, there are still problems and, uh, you know, we see them and, you know, we'd really like them not to be there. Things like sexualization of female characters is, um, you know, a well-known issue. Uh, it's not that, you know, we hate women looking pretty. Uh, that's not the case. It's just like, well, you know, that doesn't look like us. You know, in World of Warcraft, the argument always comes up saying, oh, you know, but, you know, it's a fantasy world. Yeah, it is. But, you know, we don't live in a vacuum. And I think the real underlying issue is that uh, we know that for a character to turn up in the game looking like that someone decided it was going to be a good idea someone drew it uh there was a group that sort of discussed character models um that approved it that thought that was cool um that someone put it into the game and animated it and uh you know alex strauss uh, a perfect example of there is a whole slew of hands that that model went through to get to where it is now and every single one of those people thought that it was going to be a great idea to put a really curvy, boobalicious, in in a bikini NPC into the game that was going to have like a you know a, a moderately significant you know bit of storyline interaction that, with the players in the game. That actually has just made me uh, think of um, something that I wanted to bring up. So like in um, going back a little bit now, Star Wars, The Old Republic, I think you may have briefly played it, Elenia, I'm not sure. But Star did, Wars, yeah. yeah, The Old Republic had what I thought was a really great character creation um, screen. And of course, the male version um, had more options than, than females, but there was four, not very many games do body types, and there was four body types. So with the male one, there was a very, the... Uh, number one body type was like a very slight build, like a really small dude, like a 100-pound dude. Then you've got body type two was kind of normal, but still muscular. Number th- number three was like this massive dude, like seven foot tall, really, really muscular, big shoulders. And body type four was like a, a super like obese like morbidly obese dude, which it still worked in the storyline because they were used, they were used a lot of... With the women, it was... 
they were all there was one kind of slim build and then the other ones were just kind of variations of these super curvy booby um there was no obese one there was no muscular kind of athletic build so it was just a more all of the female options were were, were much more diluted and suited to like a sexualized uh, view as opposed to um the the real contrast you had in the male ones yeah, that's like the, the frustrating aspect, I think. Like, you know, when you look at it as someone that loves video games <clears throat> and you want to pick something in there that you like, it's the lack of those options that tends to cause more trouble than anything else. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, it's just like, because you know, you know in your heart of hearts that someone that designed it started that can't, we can't have fat women. <laughs> yeah i know like give us you a know? change and, and that's that's the disturbing thing it's not that they're not in the game it's that someone thought we don't want to have fat women in the game let's not put it in someone yeah. put it on the table and other people said no we don't want that and and that is the thing that uh frustrates and you would remember elena even the body type four in star wars that's not a big lady you know what no, I mean? it's, it's really not <laughs> you know yeah, i didn't i didn't roll I didn't roll any guys in Star Wars. Um, I only rolled women, so I wasn't yeah. even aware that there was like a like a fat option because I just oh, assumed the, it was going to be same the fat, as the female options. They just only have skinny people. The fat dude is like he's almost as wide as he is tall. It's 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 crazy. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah, that's yeah, great. I, yeah. No, but like yeah, the, give us the comparison between like men and women as far as like what's normal is pretty shameful in games. Yeah, like, and that's all of these sad. things. These are all mm-hmm. subtle things. These are subtle things that if young, especially young men grow up playing games like this, that that's all of these things are subtle little um, cues that can, that can condition people, can't they? Yeah. Um, You know, and I think that's, I think that's really important to be, um, to be aware of that. Could I just chime in real quick? I think the the overall theme was um, how sexism has defined your career. Yeah. So I, I have like a very diverse skill set, like as a professional, like I, I do web design, I do development, I do coding, you know, JavaScript, HTML, CSS, all that stuff. I'm also an illustrator. I'm not, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm just saying that like, I have a lot of areas that I can help in and would like to, you know, make money off of, which like, I'm sure there are 10,000 men that can say the same thing, but I'm sure that those 10,000 men didn't face the same issues as far as like, establishing a freelance career that like I felt I wasn't safe with my clients so it just it just really sucks you know like the women at Blizzard right now are being harassed or discriminated against in something that's like a salaried position or like a whatever um but I just my personal experience is that like I wanted to work for Blizzard instead I made my own freelance business with like illustration and stuff but i i have felt pretty limited by it in the fact that like i've been like sexually harassed by clients on a pretty regular basis which just like it it just sucks you know yeah absolutely agreed i mean it's yeah it absolutely agreed i mean i think if they if you can get people if companies like blizzard would hire people like you i think it can really help change not only the company but it can help change um it can change the culture of gaming in general and Mm -hmm. i think that it's reasonable to make the connection between the current staff at blizzard uh the men you know the higher-ups especially you know they grew up playing mmos and playing other games and typically 
players back then, it was kind of a nerdy, um, it was a nerdy hobby to have. And those types of people could be those with poor social skills. And this is not to generalize everybody, but you could get a combination of men with poor social skills growing up in that environment with over-sexualized video game characters, a diet of, you know, hentai porn and shit like that. And then you go into a workplace where all of these guys get together, make a, a successful company and still have no idea of how to interact with women or um, respect them on that same level. Not just to interact with them, but just like to give them basic support and protection against yeah. being harassed by awful people. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and I think this is the reason why I keep talking about what can happen, what happens in the video, in the video game is that people's actions um, in games like WoW can then have effects or can be a reflection on someone in real life as well. And I think you can have, you can help change behavior. Everybody can help change behavior in, in little ways in your real life and in game and, and in social media and things like that to, you know, stamp out some of that bad behavior, call out bad behavior, you know, guys or anyone call out bad behavior and watch out for people. Be vigilant. There's, there's, there can be, it doesn't always have to be like overt acts of sexual harassment. It can be, um, it can be really subtle things um, in terms right. of I, th I think that part of the problem is that like it's so overwhelming that people feel like they can't make a difference but like you can make a difference in your everyday life like just absolutely hearing those 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 comments or whatever like whatever workplace you're in like that's how this changes it's like you believing in it and like making it a, a whatever that and it's, it's overwhelming and it sucks because like Speaking to that for people in such like dis disparate industries, whatever, like it's overwhelming, but like you're the only person. And like, I say that as a collective, we can only make a difference if like people care and people yeah. like stay in the, stay in the trenches and like fight for what's right. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. This is, um, this is something I advocate as well, because obviously, you know, that question of, well, how can I help obviously comes up from people that are, you know, and gentlemen, of course, as well, that are appalled by the behaviour at Blizzard. Obviously, you know, things like uh, actively supporting uh, the victims of this sort of harassment is key. Um, but uh, one thing I always put forward is take this home with you, yep. you know, be, be more aware of what's going on in your surroundings, be more aware of conversations happening around you, uh, be more aware of you know your friends and i'd like to think that people in the workforce would consider uh women that also work with them their colleagues as friends that you know don't necessarily need uh, you know to be championed and protected per se but certainly need to be supported and and one way that you can definitely support them you know is by paying attention to what's happening around you because a lot of this kind of talk and a lot of these behaviors are done uh, you know, by men in order to, you know, I guess signal to other men in that environment that they're one of them, you know, they're part yeah. of that group, you know, the old boys club as we like to refer to it. And having the courage to say, hey, that's actually not okay, either at the time or privately later on is um, one of the most significant things that you can do uh, in the workplace and at home. And, and literally anywhere. So if, for, for me, if there's like a takeaway message from this, 
uh, believe people that say they've been a victim of abuse, uh, believe uh, people around you that um, are saying that you know, some sort of harassment is happening in their lives and more so look for it yourself and be a champion for those people in terms of speaking up. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, to, to tie off of uh, what of what what Elenia said is uh, also just be more aware of what what gender microaggressions are, and, and understand that they can be very subtle, yep. and um, a lot of times they they come off <laughs> with like old fashioned air quotes on old fashioned discrimination, yep. um, which can be like name calling or pet names, uh, specific behaviors, and if you're just kind of walking by one of these events, it might not seem like much, but to be vigilant and to be aware of what microaggressions, you know, fall under gender stereotyping or sexual harassment. Yeah. I want to give out like a couple of examples like that you, you would be uh, an example of that. Well, I, I guess one example could just, Pet names, sweetie, honey, coming yeah. from a man that you really don't have a, a relationship with. Um, I mean, I think in general, that's not something that I would want to be called in the workplace. I have a name. I'd like to be called yeah, by my can name. Yeah, it can be demeaning in those ways, can't it? Mm-hmm. Um, other microaggressions can be, uh, for example, old-fashioned discrimination. Uh, a man um, could joke about how, you know, oh, so-and-so didn't do so well on uh, on delivering that project. I guess she would be better off in the kitchen. Like something like that. Yeah. Um, can I make a comment? Are you going to, you going to say something? Quick? Yeah, go ahead, Jamie. So as far as I know that microaggression is just like that term makes people kind of like turn off and like that just sounds really snowflakey, like whatever. Microaggressions that, that that people haven't listened to are the reason that this is a lawsuit instead of like an HR like just batting it away. Yep. It happened, I'm sure maybe ten or fifteen years ago, and it percolated since then. When you don't listen to like these microaggressions, which like people make fun of that term, that's the way that it turns into something very serious, and that women's livelihoods are are made vulnerable okay so i've got a few things here i wanted to say as we're winding up i think we've touched on earlier that we want to remind everyone that people who are still playing wow or playing any blizzard game have got the right to do so by playing the game and even by paying for a subscription they can be supporting um the current staff there are females who are working there and there are really still really good people at blizzard so by, by playing the games and by paying the subscription, you are supporting those. Um, and we can still have, we can still support those victims who no longer work there and we can still advocate for them uh, without having to boycott Blizzard. However, the people who have voted with their wallet, canceled their accounts, unsubbed, deleted the games, you are absolutely within your rights to do so. And I think people on either side should not be harassing those uh, who make a decision either way on that. There is no right or wrong answer in what a player does with the game. Um, also, I wanted to talk about, um, I just wanted to mention uh, warning against uh, witch hunts. Um, raising awareness is really good for the issue, but the actual individuals, I know people are, are trying to, you know, they're digging through social media and, and calling people out. 
actual individuals, we need to make sure that that's, they're going to get addressed through the legal system rather than a social media witch hunt is just not going to help the case um, at all. So keep that in mind. Um, did any of you uh, ladies have any closing comments before we, uh, before we say our goodbyes? You don't fix toxicity with more toxicity. I 100% agree with you in regards to the witch hunt angle. Um, look out for each other. Uh, support each other, um, be kind, especially be kind to people that are hurting. Um, there are uh, a lot of uh, distressed individuals out there that I'm sure will appreciate a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, moral support. So um, make sure you look after one another and, uh, you know, uh, take this home with you and to help make the world a little bit of a better place for the little things that you can do yourself. Excellent, excellent. Karenza? I, I think that Alenia said it perfectly, to be honest. Yep. <laughs> she did, she did. <laughs> and uh, Jamie, any closing remarks? Yeah, I'd like to just say, like, listen to the women and just people in general. Anytime that, like, something comes up in the news that someone's being like, hey, something's happening to me, listen to the person that it's happening to and not the person in charge because yeah. that's where you're healed that's where you're going to hear the real story um which is i think that's what we're trying to achieve by this podcast right now and thank you for listening because it means a lot yeah definitely i want this this podcast is going to stay up on the internet this is as a kind of a petition um as our voice uh for those victims and to um uh to show our outrage towards towards blizzard and towards those practices in general so um it will uh it documents this time and i'm happy that we've i'm happy we've done it so i thank um i thank all of you guys for uh for coming along um for participating in this giving up your time and doing it i've had a really um a really uh enjoyable time and it's been informative too so i hope everybody gets something uh, can i just cut in real quick thank you for post like having an interview with just women because we're the ones who are affected means a lot (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. I would. Yeah. I've, I, you guys have been absolutely brilliant. I wouldn't have asked yeah, for anything. Thank else. you. Um, I would be open if you guys are over the coming months. I would be open to revisiting this as it um, progresses. I'm sure there's other things to uh, mm-hmm. to talk about. Um, yeah. And I feel like yeah, the time went so fast. So if you guys are, I definitely would be open to a uh, to a part two on this down the track. I'd be available. I think that there's going to be a lot of a lot of interesting things that that will come to light. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where the pieces fall with Blizzard, with Activision over the next coming months and even years. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks. Uh, Thanks again for joining us. Um, For everybody for listening, for Jamie, Elena, and Karenza for joining. Um, Thank you all and um, see you in the next episode. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Noah.